0: hello you guys what and welcome wonderful. back to the cool moms club my name is sally and i'm your host i wanted to say that i'm filming or recording in a different spot today which i didn't realize is a little bit closer to the street so i'm really hoping that you guys can't hear all like the traffic nearby we live on probably one of the busiest intersection intersections of our city and we didn't realize that when we first moved in. I remember the first night that we slept here, my husband and I like got in bed, we were so tired from like moving in and stuff. And then all we could hear was literally like beeping and like cars and stuff like that. And where we were living before that, um, it was on UBC campus where it's so quiet at night, like you literally don't hear a single car pass by. And we were like, oh my God, what the hell did we do? And we were so worried that it would be just like too loud and that we made a horrible decision, but thankfully we did get used to it. And a lot of you guys were wondering on YouTube, cause you guys can actually see where I am and what I'm doing where i film from and no i did not move we've been in this apartment for a little over a year now but this is like the meeting like party rooms that we have in our building that you can just like you know use so that's where i film from because usually my husband is working from home so you can kind of hear him like in meetings and stuff and then right now uh, my father-in-law is actually staying with us for a little bit and he's working so You will like hear him talk and like on the phone or meetings and stuff. So I'm like, let me just run downstairs where I know nobody's going to be talking. But it is a little bit annoying because some people do come down here to use the gym and stuff. So you can kind of hear the door slam. But what I do is just like, I'll stop talking until the sound is done. And then I'll like continue recording. But you guys obviously don't know that because I just fixed that in editing today is a very special episode. A lot of you guys wanted me to share how I found out I was pregnant with Aria, my second baby, and like my pregnancy and postpartum journey the second time around. Um, since I shared Adam's and like my whole first time in the first episode, I thought, you know, it's only fitting that I do this at some point and I feel like Aria's story is a little bit more eventful so since you guys enjoyed the first one so much i'm sure that you will enjoy this one if you haven't listened to the first episode i would suggest you do so because i'm going to kind of refer to a lot of things that happened in the first episode so it might not make a whole lot of sense if you haven't listened to the first episode so pause here go listen to the first episode if you missed it and then come back and that way the story just makes more sense i'm also so tired today because (laughs) aria i don't know why has been like waking up at night and wanting to come sleep with us and if anytime she comes and sleeps with us i have the worst sleep ever because we sleep on a queen size bed and it's barely enough space for my husband and i so when she comes and she's always like stuck to me obviously then i just cannot sleep for the life of me like her hair Her freaking crazy curly hair that she got from me tickles my face, and it's so annoying. (laughs) Or like, I don't know, she'll move around, and I don't know. I'm just a very like light sleeper, so having her in her bed is just not good for me. So I'm drinking my second cup of coffee today, and my eyes, I feel like, are so swollen today. I was able to put makeup on to cover it a little bit, but I don't know. I feel like I still look horrible. So hopefully you're not watching on YouTube, (laughs) and you guys can just listen to my voice, but hope I make sense, even though I'm like sleep deprived, and I'll try to just go to bed a little bit earlier today, but let's get right into it. Where we left off in Adam's episode is I got an IUD, like right after I gave birth, basically. Since he was an unplanned pregnancy, and I wasn't on birth control, I was like, clearly I need to do something to not get pregnant this time around. So I asked for the IUD at my like six-week six checkup, okay, postpartum. And then I got it inserted. Two weeks later, I was eight weeks postpartum. I think they don't usually like insert it right away because your cervix is still open or at least that's what my doctor said. And anyways, at my six-week checkup, she was like, you have to go buy it yourself and then book an appointment with me. So there wasn't an appointment until I was eight weeks postpartum and we were discussing like which kind of IUD to get and all of that and I was telling her that I was really nervous to take anything with hormones in it or just have anything with hormones in it so she suggested that I get the IUD with the lowest amount of hormones in it which at the time was called Jadis that one lasts three years and then there was one that was like in the middle like the amount of hormones it has in it, and then there was the highest one with hormones in it, and that was the Morena, which is like the most popular one, and that one lasts five years, I believe. So I was like, let's just do the lowest amount of hormones, and anyways, I will probably have another baby within the three years. So I feel like it's the perfect amount of time to just get it removed and then try for another baby. So that's what I ended up getting, and I really did not do any research because I just trusted my doctor you know so i got that inserted and i feel like i reacted very well to it i didn't find myself hormonal i didn't find myself with like really bad periods my periods were very regular they were a little bit lighter than they were before kids and they were very regular though like every single month on this exact day that i'm supposed to get my period i would get it And yeah, I didn't have like cramps. And I just feel like I had a really good experience with it. Like I didn't get acne as well. I didn't gain weight. No negative side effects, I would say. But For some odd reason, I don't know why, every single month, I just felt like I would be the 0.01% that would get pregnant with an IUD. I don't understand why. I've heard of people getting pregnant with IUDs and it's happened to people in my family and just like people that I know. So I knew that it was, there was a chance, okay? And for some reason, every single month, I literally feared that that would be me. So anytime that my period would be late, I would be like convinced that I'm pregnant. And one time I even got a pregnancy test. I think this was one of the few times that it was late. And it was, it would only be literally a day late, but like I was paranoid since I did get pregnant accidentally before. And one time I did get a pregnancy test and it was like one that had two in it. So I took one and it said that it was negative. And then I think I got my period like the next day or something. So I was like, okay, I'm just paranoid. I'm not going to buy any more pregnancy tests and I'll just wait anytime time. That my period is a day late you know like it's a day literally i can just wait that was my experience with the iud i had it for exactly a year and a half because when adam was a little bit over 18 months old i think he was like 18 months and like two weeks or something two of my best friends from calgary and my older sister came to visit me in vancouver so my older sister was staying with me she had her daughter at the time that's around adam's age and my two friends they stayed at like a hotel nearby my sister was here for like about a week but our friends were here just for the weekend and we just like were out all day when they were here and we would just do stuff around the city and like have fun and all of that then one day when we were out I started getting this back pain and the only time that I had gotten this back pain before was when I was pregnant with Adam if you listen to that episode you guys would know that I had sciatica which is like this weird indescribable pain like in your lower back and it kind of goes down like your butt and leg and for me like once i gave birth that pain went away and i never had it again and then this day i randomly got that back pain and i don't know why when i got that back pain i was like oh my god i'm pregnant like that was just literally my first reaction and like my first assumption was that I was pregnant. So that night we come back home and my friends come over. My sister is there and we were just like, put me and my sister are putting the kids to sleep, Adam and Mia. And we were just like hanging out, you know, with our friends and we got dessert. We brought it back home with us and all of that. We're just like chilling. So I decide to go in the bathroom and take the second pregnancy test. That i said i bought earlier like a few months ago and i think my period at that point wasn't even late like i think i was supposed to get it in like a day or two but i was convinced that i was pregnant because of that back pain and i was like let me just take the pregnancy test because i i just had a very strong feeling and i hadn't had that ever since maybe like that first time that i took a pregnancy test so i was like let me just take the pregnancy test and right away lo and behold it says that it's positive and I'm like oh my god I swear I spoke this into existence and like I manifested it accidentally because I had such a strong feeling that I out of all the million billion people in the world that I would get pregnant with an IUD and lo and behold it happened to me and I was just literally so shocked I feel like even more shocked than the first time that I got pregnant with Adam because it's like okay the first time I didn't have birth control I wasn't doing anything so it's like okay like you get what you <laughs> get you know like it kind of was my fault but this time I'm like I have an IUD like I took all the precautions that I could you know and it still somehow happened it's so crazy so I come out of the bathroom my friends and my sister were all just chilling in my living room and I didn't know how to like bring it up because I literally just found out like two minutes ago. I had the pregnancy test like hidden in my sleeve because I knew I wanted to tell them and show them to prove that I'm not like lying because I knew they would think I was lying. And somehow we were on the topic of like pregnancy or like me getting pregnant or something like that. Like, I can't even remember exactly what we were saying or exactly what I said, but basically we were, we were on the topic of that. And then I literally just like brought it up like, so like smoothly into the conversation because it just worked like so well. And I was like, okay, well, I can't remember if it was like, oh, like when Sally gets pregnant or something. And I was like, oh, like I already am or something like that. Anyways, I told them. They were all shocked. They obviously thought I was lying. So I literally brought out the pregnancy test and I told them like I literally just took it now. And anyways, they were just like so shocked and whatever. And that night they like stayed over super late. So my husband was out with his friends and he didn't come home till after I went to bed. Anyways, I wanted to first of all, make sure that I was pregnant and then also think of like a cute way to tell him. So I didn't want to tell him like right away anyways. So the next morning, my husband, I think, goes to school early. And so me and my sister and our kids are home. So I didn't still didn't tell him. And early in the morning, my sister stayed with Adam at home and I went to urgent care. That was like five minutes walk from our house at the time. I go to urgent care because after I found out I was pregnant, I kind of Googled like what could happen if you uh, get pregnant on an IUD and all of that and all the results were basically saying that you could have an ectopic pregnancy and an ectopic pregnancy is a pregnancy that happens outside of the uterus so it is very dangerous first of all for the mother and then also the baby like for sure will not survive if it's outside of the uterus and a lot of the times if you get pregnant with an iud you'll have an ectopic pregnancy in the fallopian tubes. So if you don't find out early enough and like, you know, terminate the pregnancy, the baby could, or the, not the baby, I wouldn't, I don't even know if I would call it a baby at that point, but like the embryo, is it an embryo or a fetus? Fetus, I think at that, point. embryos like maybe before. I don't even know, I'm not a doctor, you guys, but the fetus is in the fallopian tubes and if it gets too big, your fallopian tube basically bursts and you lose that fallopian tube. So it affects your fertility later on if you want to try to get pregnant again. And it's just like not good, okay? Like it could literally be deathly. So I was like, I need to go to urgent care as soon as possible so that I can see what's going on, where the baby is and like all of that. Or if I'm even actually pregnant because I still had a doubt maybe I'm not pregnant and like the test is just lying to me. (laughs) Clearly I didn't learn from the first time. I go to urgent care, and I tell them I have an IUD, and I took a pregnancy test, and I'm pregnant, so what am I supposed to do? So they take a blood sample, and they do a pregnancy test. I think I had to wait for like an hour, because you know, at the hospital, everything just takes so long. So they take a blood sample, it comes back, the doctor's like, yes, you are pregnant, and so we have to take out your IUD. They didn't take it out beforehand, just in case I'm not actually pregnant, and my IUD basically goes to waste, So they had to wait till they find out if I actually am pregnant or not. And since I was, my doctor took it and she even had a hard time like finding it. I don't know if it's just because she's just a general doctor, like she's not an OB. So maybe she doesn't have a ton of experience removing IUDs or the IUD moved. And that would be why I got pregnant with it. We're still not sure I will go into that a little bit later and then she takes it out and she basically says like you need to go do an ultrasound to do what I was saying before check where the fetus is make sure it's not like in your fallopian tubes or outside the uterus and all of that I go to do an ultrasound and they can't see it yet because it's so early on I was literally four weeks at the time because like i said i found out i was pregnant before i even had missed my period or anything so it was still super early you can barely see the fetus with like um, what do you call it What's the the type of ultrasound where they do it like on your stomach, you know? They did do the ultrasound that's like on your stomach and they didn't find anything or they couldn't see anything. And then they also did a vaginal ultrasound, which was my first time because with Adam, I didn't have an ultrasound until I was like 10 weeks or something. So at that point, they could see it through my stomach. But since it's so early on, they tried through like the vagina and they still couldn't see anything because it was so early on. So then they sent me for blood tests to check my HCG levels. And your HCG levels, like the hormone, is basically how they find out that you're pregnant. That's what pregnancy tests test for, is if you have HCG, then that means you're pregnant. And as your pregnancy progresses and you know the baby gets bigger the hcg levels rise and it's supposed to double like every day i think it was i can't remember exactly but basically the doctor sent me to do Blood tests, like every day or every other day, to see how the levels are rising. If they're not rising as quickly as they should be, that means the fetus is outside the uterus and the pregnancy is not progressing normally. And that means, you know, something is wrong. So I'm either having a miscarriage or um, the baby is not in the uterus. If it's doubling and like increasing correctly, then that means the pregnancy is fine. And we'll just wait until it's like big enough to see through the ultrasound. So after that, I would, you know, keep doing all the blood tests and everything was going well. Alhamdulillah. And, you know, later on, we do the ultrasound and, you know, the baby in the uterus and everything is good. After I went to urgent care, I go back home and like we just go on with our day normally. And I think that day we decided to go to Granville Island. And at Granville Island, I find the store... Where you can get like printed t shirts and like, you know, customized things. So while we were there with my sister and our friends, I was like, Ooh, let me get Adam a shirt that says Big Brother on it. And then I can put it on him. And that's how I'll tell Abdullah that I'm pregnant. Like, I'll show him Adam wearing the shirt and like all of that. We get the shirt. We go back home like later that day. Abdullah's back from school and i put adam in the shirt okay and i show it to abdullah and at first he doesn't understand again if you listen to the first episode you would know that he literally didn't understand it when i gave him the shirt to tell him that i'm pregnant with adam same thing this time i showed him the shirt like adam was wearing it when i was like oh look look at his shirt he, he thought it was just like a big brother shirt like the show i don't understand why the hell he even thought that was what it was because I've never talked about the show. I've never watched it. He's never watched it. I don't understand how that's like the first, you know, thought that he got. But then I told him like, no, like I'm pregnant and all of that. And he was so shocked, you guys. Oh my God. And I totally understand where he's coming from because that was like the last thing we were expecting. But after the shock wore off, he was really excited. <laughs> Just like me. And it's funny because I swear two weeks before all of that happened, I was just starting to tell him like, oh, we should have another baby. Like I want to have another baby. I'm having baby fever and like I miss the newborn state and all of that. And he was like, no, no, like let's wait until I'm done school or whatever. And then literally two weeks later, I'm actually pregnant. Like I was literally already pregnant during that time. And maybe that's like God's way of like softening my heart towards another baby. I don't know. Because at the time, I was literally already pregnant, like two weeks or something, you know? But yeah, Alhamdulillah, after that, and when I was going to the doctor regularly, they're doing the blood tests, and I do the ultrasound, like everything was going well. And during my entire pregnancy with Aria, I had that sciatic back pain, like from the beginning. You guys know, like I just said, the first day that I felt like I was pregnant, I had that back pain, and it just continued on from there. Awesome. Awesome. Love that for me, and it was so painful, you guys. Having a big toddler, Adam was 18 months old when I got pregnant. Having a big toddler, he's very heavy, mashallah. He's like one of the biggest toddlers I've ever seen. He's always been in like the 99th percentile, and he wasn't even walking yet. So just imagine me with the worst back pain ever having a big ass toddler (laughs) who's not even walking because he was a very late walker and i just had to like carry him all the time and he wasn't going to daycare so i was a stay-at-home mom it was really hard at the beginning and subhanallah the week i think that i found out that i was pregnant adam finally got his acceptance into the daycare that's nearby and i had applied for the daycare when i was pregnant with him because i heard that like the wait lists are so long and all of that so i just put his name down while i was still pregnant not even knowing if i would ever need him to go to daycare not knowing if i would ever go back to work or do anything and i just put him just in case i was like i can decide once he gets the acceptance if like i want to accept it or i don't need it and thankfully it literally came at the perfect time because i was pregnant and i was just so tired all the time and like you guys know how the first trimester is you're so tired you have no energy you just want to sleep so thankfully when i was a few weeks pregnant he Uh, got accepted into the daycare and he started going i'm sure you guys have seen the gender reveal video if you've been following me for that long we had a barbecue on the beach that day and on the way there i picked up the balloon from her house i was so scared that the balloon would pop in the car oh my god i definitely thought that it was going to be a boy because i've never imagined myself having a girl for some reason but yeah, everybody was so excited that it was a girl just because, you know, then we'd have one boy and one girl and it's just something different. And then as soon as we found out that it's a girl is when we came up with names. And for Arya's name, it was literally the first name that I suggested to my husband. And it was the name that we eventually picked. Basically, we hadn't like thought of names for boys or girls before we found out the gender because I'm like, why waste the time before you even know, you know, like I'll just wait until I find out and then I can just think of one category of names instead of two. So one day we were in the car soon after we found out that I was a girl and I never thought of girl names before that. I never like was brainstorming girl names. I never thought that I would have a girl. So I just like never bothered but I don't know why I liked the name Arya at the time. And I suggested it to my husband when we were in the car. And he was like, yeah, I like that name. It's like this girl from Game of Thrones. And she's like so badass and whatever. I'm like, "Uh, okay. I've never watched Game of Thrones, by the way. So I have no idea what he's talking about. But I know in the show her name is spelled like a r y a and i wanted to spell it like the regular way which was i a so i literally remember telling him that like vividly in that conversation and keep this in mind for later on okay because we're gonna need this piece of information but i remember distinctly telling him like i'm i want to spell it a r i a okay we never discussed the name after that because we kind of just agreed on that name that we both liked it and nobody brought it up again so we were like okay i guess we're naming her aria but my pregnancy progressed along and near the end when i was like 34 weeks pregnant we had to move basically they were going to be renovating our apartment so they gave us another apartment and we weren't going to need to move until like the april of the next year but we asked them if we could move early so that I would rather like move when I was pregnant than move when I had a baby and like two kids, you know? Cause I knew at the time like Arya wouldn't be in a daycare so then Arya would be home with me and I'd have to move and stuff. So we asked the building if we could move now, like as soon as possible when I was pregnant, just cause I felt like that would be easier. And yeah, so they gave us the apartment literally near the end of my pregnancy i was 34 weeks and we moved and it really wasn't that bad from what i remember like adam was in daycare at the time so we would just do all the work while he was away at daycare and our apartments were small so we didn't have like a ton of stuff so it really like wasn't that bad i feel like for moving you know we move and this is still when i was like 34 weeks pregnant i go to one of my doctor like checkups And my doctor, you know how they take a urine sample at every checkup? Okay, well, they took a urine sample from me. And my doctor said that I had some protein in my urine, which means or could mean that I have preeclampsia, which is high blood pressure in pregnancy. And I never really learned a ton about preeclampsia. Like I knew that it wasn't something that was good. But like I didn't realize how dangerous it was or like how big of a deal it is in pregnancy so even when she said that I was like okay like what does that even mean and she was like you need to go to the hospital like right now and they need to like check you and like all this stuff she literally just like terrified me okay and so that day like right after my appointment i went from the doctor's office to the hospital and they had to do a bunch of checks on me and like see my blood pressure and like whatever i didn't even know what they were checking for i was literally spent all night there and then they just sent me home and from then on i had to go to the hospital every other day for them to check me and it was the most annoying thing ever And, like, I totally understand that it was, like, for good reason and all of that. But, like, it was still so annoying. Oh, my God. The amount of money that I spent on parking at the hospital. (laughs) Because, yes, in Canada, healthcare is free. But the freaking parking is going to break the bank for you. Because I swear to God, it was, like, $8 an hour. And I would be there for, like, hours. It was so annoying anyways every time i go to the hospital they would take a urine sample they would check my blood pressure they would take like blood samples um they would do what's the thing called where they just like do the the scans on the baby like where they track like the heartbeat and just make sure that everything is good and the baby's not like distressed and stuff and everything would come back like as it should obviously I still had protein and like high blood pressure and the high blood pressure I think was like getting worse as my pregnancy was going on so basically my doctor said that we're gonna have to induce you right at 37 weeks which I was honestly kind of happy about because near the end of my pregnancy I was so miserable with high blood pressure like you have all these symptoms thankfully I didn't have all of them like i didn't have headaches i didn't have um what's the other ones where it's like you see like little like light spots because my high blood pressure wasn't like that severe i didn't even go on any medication i don't think so yeah it wasn't like super bad but like it was still something that they were keeping their eye on and i remember i could not sleep all night because of the high blood pressure like my hands would feel so tingly you know what it feels like when your hand like goes to sleep or something that's literally what my hands felt like all night and I could not sleep for the life of me so I was so miserable and literally counting down the days until I could give birth and then also the induction was good for me because I was gonna have my mom fly in to help me like at the hospital and then help me postpartum with Adam and the new baby and all of that because last time with Adam I went to my mom's house to give birth but this time since I had a toddler and he was going to daycare I was like it's so much easier to just stay home with all my stuff here and Adam has his routine he can be at daycare all day and you know then she can just help me with the new baby so the plan was like when i was going into labor or whatever to call her to book a flight and like come as soon as possible but the fact that i knew when i was going to be induced like i could just book her ticket beforehand and she knew when she was coming and all of that i feel like having an induction is good for that reason so the morning of my induction we drop off adam at daycare then me my husband and my mom go to brunch at one of my favorite places called jam cafe in vancouver And while we were at brunch, my doctor calls me and she's like, where are you? Like, you're supposed to be coming in for your induction today. And I was like, yeah, yeah, like I'm on my way. I was literally like still at brunch. My hospital bag's still at home. We go back home, we pick it up, like we pray, we literally take our sweet time. And then I go to the hospital. They just have me like waiting kind of like in the like emergency room, like beds until there was a room freed up in the labor and delivery unit. Once a bed freed up, they took me up there and they started the induction process. So first of all, I was not dilated at all at this point because I was 37 weeks. I had like no signs of like natural labor. So my body and like my cervix and all of that was like fully closed for business. So, the induction process was so much harder this time than it was with Adam. Like with Adam, I was already in labor, my water broke, I just wasn't having contractions. So, then when they induced me, I just, you know, obviously it worked right away. But this time, because I was nowhere near going into labor, It was so much harder than I thought. Oh my god, the amount of things that I went through. I don't even remember it like vividly right now. I should probably watch my um, like birth story that I posted. So I think first of all, they gave me Pitocin, which is the same thing they gave me with Adam. And I was on it for like hours. And then the doctor came and checked me and there was nothing, you know, going on. Nothing progressed, anything at all after i think like 12 hours they gave me this thing that they like put up your vagina and it's basically like a suppository but like in your vagina and it's supposed to like soften your cervix and like make you go into labor and all of that they gave me that and i think i was on it for like four hours and then like i suddenly started having really painful contractions and just like the waiting like i was in the hospital for a full day and it was so annoying my mom was with me this whole time and abdullah was with adam at home so we were just like waiting for so long but then finally this thing that they put up my vagina worked i started getting contractions like really painful contractions so then they moved me back to the delivery um room because before they kind of just had me in the like antenatal unit they moved me back to the delivery unit and they gave me pitocin again with the pitocin i asked them to give me the epidural right away because i was like i know that it's going to be painful and like i might as well just get it now before i go into like really bad pain so they gave them to me literally at the same exact time and at that time it was like 9 p.m i think so adam was asleep So I called Abdullah, I told him like, I'm gonna be, you know, going into labor soon. And he asked one of his friends to come and stay home while Adam was sleeping so that Abdullah could come. Abdullah comes, and I'm telling you, they gave me the Pitocin. 45 minutes later, I was pushing because that's how fast it progressed, you guys. It was insane. Like, I went from literally 2 centimeters to 10 in 45 minutes, and I didn't feel a single thing because of the epidural. It was amazing. And so all of my experience, like, before that was honestly horrible and just so uncomfortable and so just annoying having to wait having to not be home and just be like in a hospital bed not being able to do anything and then also being in pain once i started getting the contractions but before they moved me to the delivery unit where i could get the epidural the whole thing was just not the vibe but when i was in actual like active labor It was so quick, probably like one of the quickest births, I swear, because technically when I was like in the hospital before that, it doesn't count as like labor because I wasn't having contractions. I wasn't in active labor. So basically my active labor until I gave birth was an hour because I didn't go into active labor until they gave me the Pitocin. They gave me the Pitocin. 45 minutes later, I'm literally pushing. And I swear to God, you guys, two pushes and she comes out. It was insane. And this time the epidural worked so much better than the last time. So with Adam, the epidural was just so strong. I could not feel a single thing. I couldn't lift a toe, but this time, it was like where i couldn't feel any pain but i could still feel the pressure of like when i was pushing and i could control myself a little bit better than the first time which i liked so much better i knew when to push i knew like when to kind of stop and like all of that it just felt so much better than just being fully like numb like not being able to feel a single thing you know i could feel like the pressure of her when she was like coming out and then she you know came out and she was like the tiniest little baby oh my god basically she was so small because first of all i was 37 weeks so it was still kind of early or earlier than with adam like adam i gave birth at 39 weeks So she was six pounds and Adam was eight pounds. Isn't that crazy? Like she was so tiny, you guys. I was not expecting her to be this tiny. Oh my God. But yeah, I again started breastfeeding right away and postpartum was so hard this time. Not like physically because I had less tearing than I did the first time and I had literally zero pain. Anytime the nurse would come and ask me like, how much pain are you in from like one to ten, I would literally be like zero, like I have zero pain, nothing, the only pain that I had was like the postpartum cramps or like contractions and with each baby it gets worse because your uterus is like contracting back to its original size and with each baby it's like you know stretching more and more so then it's more painful every time it's stretching back, so it was way more painful this time than it was the first time but i didn't have like pain from my stitches or like you know like my vagina wasn't sore or anything like that i think it's because i literally pushed for like two seconds so that was all good down there but i had to stay in the hospital postpartum so much longer this time because of my high blood pressure they basically couldn't release me until i didn't have high blood pressure anymore or like my medication kind of leveled out And I remember literally every few hours like calling a doctor down, like telling the nurse to bring me a doctor to ask if I could go back home. And I would literally just cry to them like, I want to go back home so bad. It wasn't necessarily because like the hospital was so bad, but I think it was that I just was missing Adam so much. And it was really hard to be away from him. So yeah, that was really, really hard. Also, for some reason, this hospital room was so freaking loud. Like the room they put me in postpartum, Oh my God, I could not sleep for the life of me. And every two seconds, a freaking nurse would come to take like my vitals. So anytime I would just be like falling asleep, she would come in to like take my blood pressure and all of that. So it was so annoying. I didn't sleep for like the full three days that I was there postpartum. It was really hard. Usually you would just be there for 24 hours after you give birth. But I think I was there for like three or four days because every day the doctor would kind of like adjust my medication for the high blood pressure until my blood pressure like leveled out then they were able to release me because fun fact your high blood pressure doesn't go away right after you give birth unfortunately it still like lingers for weeks after you give birth so and you know how i said she was so tiny when she was born oh my god all the clothes that i brought for her were so big she looked hilarious I have a picture of her in these like newborn size pants that were so big on her oh my god so as soon as I went back home after the hospital I think like two days after I left my mom with her and I went shopping to get her like a bunch of newborn clothes or like pre I think it was newborn clothes because I didn't have a ton of newborn I had like zero to three and even the newborn were too big on her so I got her some like preemie or what is it what's the yeah I think preemie is like the smaller size than newborn yeah so I went I remember to like the mall and I got her a bunch of stuff to fit her but yeah my postpartum the second time was honestly so good my bleeding was the same as the first time it wasn't like a ton and i had zero pain like it wasn't even uncomfortable to sit down or anything i remember the day after i came back from the hospital i was like in the kitchen making banana bread and like my mom was facetiming my aunt and my grandma and she was telling them like how I'm literally in the kitchen like making banana bread and my grandma like almost had a stroke because that was like so astonishing to her because she has like five daughters and each one of them after they give birth they're like literally dead for a whole month so seeing me in the kitchen two days after I gave birth was like amazing to her she's like oh my god no like you need to rest you can't be like up and doing stuff like blah 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 which I was like okay now looking back at it I wish I took her advice like truly even if you have zero pain postpartum like just freaking rest okay you don't need to be making banana bread just I mean if you want to make banana bread make banana bread but like if you want to rest it's okay take all the time you need to rest you know this is probably the funniest and stupidest thing that happened this entire pregnancy and birth is the day that I got home from the hospital one thing about me and my husband is like we're very opposite I'm somebody that just pushes things off and like procrastinates a lot and i only will get things done that need to be done like right this second whereas my husband likes to do every single thing the moment that he finds out he has to do them and just like likes to get things done basically as soon as possible and he's very like hyper focused like when he starts a task he has to finish it and I wish I was like that sometimes but unfortunately I am not so the day that I get home from the hospital I'm like okay I want to take a shower because this whole time that I was at the hospital I took like one body shower and I think that was it because their shower was like so short and it was just so uncomfortable to like take a shower in and like anyways after you give birth like two seconds later you feel disgusting so I'm like there's no point so I was so excited to go home and just take a nice hot shower in my own bathroom so I go to do that and my husband's like okay I'm gonna do all of the paperwork and like her birth certificate and like registration all of that stuff and he's the one that's usually in charge of like paperwork and all of those kinds of things so I was like yeah that's fine I go in the shower and he's doing all of this stuff while I'm in the shower I come out and he's like okay like I'm all done and I look at the stuff that he did and I don't know what i was thinking but like i just thought to ask him i'm like you spelled it like a-r-i-a right even though we've had multiple conversations like i stated earlier about the spelling and i don't know why i just thought to ask even though we've had multiple conversations about it so i was like so you spelled it a-r-i-a right and he was like no i spelled it a-r-y-a and i was literally about to murder somebody and i told this story on tiktok a few months ago and it literally went viral it got millions of views and it was like in so many news articles online how like my husband spelled our name wrong or like how he purposely like spelled it like the game of thrones character and all of this like they're like trying to spin the story into something crazy and i was like i don't care what you do But you need to change it to IA because I said this multiple times and I just went to through a freaking like traumatic (laughs) hospital stay of like being stuck there for five days. You're spelling it the right way. I don't care what it takes. So he kept like calling the registration office and like calling, calling and then they finally answered And he was telling them basically what happened, and then he just wants to change the spelling. And they were trying to find her file that we literally just registered, like, you know, and for some reason they couldn't find it. And what happened was like the whole registration that he did didn't even go through somehow, like, literally miraculously, somehow did not go through. And like, there was a mistake on the system or something. So basically, he never even technically registered her so we thought we were gonna have to go through the process of like a name change or something which i think costs money and i don't even know like how quickly they could do that but thank god all we had to do was like actually register her again because it didn't even go through the first time my husband was not murdered in the end <laughs> but isn't this so crazy like we literally talked numerous times about her name And like the spelling specifically, like I specifically said IA and like, I don't know if he just didn't understand what I was saying. I don't know if he just forgot that those conversations happened. I literally, I don't even know and I haven't asked since then, but yeah, that's a little funny story that I thought I would share with you guys, just so that you're (laughs) careful about how you want to spell your baby's name and all of that, and make sure you tell your partner, whoever's doing the registration, or do the registration together. My breastfeeding journey with Aria was also a little bit easier than it was with Adam, honestly like a lot easier, and it wasn't even necessarily easier, I feel like I just learned a little bit more than I did before because breastfeeding Adam wasn't hard it wasn't like his latch was bad or anything like that I just honestly wasn't educated on it but this time around I didn't put pressure on myself first of all like I did the first time I remember the first time I was so upset that I like found breastfeeding difficult and like not as natural and easy as I thought it would be but this time around I was like if I breastfeed that's awesome if I don't breastfeed like bottles are fine, formula is fine and I feel like that played a huge part in why my breastfeeding journey was a little bit easier and I also knew that it was a supply and demand cycle so I was just like trying to breastfeed her as often as I can and like switching sides and I did end up breastfeeding her for like a year and two months so alhamdulillah our breastfeeding journey was a lot easier the second time around and I would highly recommend to any moms who want to breastfeed to just educate themselves about breastfeeding because it's not as easy and natural as it may seem and then I clearly didn't learn my lesson with IUDs because I still got another IUD after having Aria but this time I was like maybe I got pregnant because i had the iud with the lower amount of hormones and that was why i got pregnant so maybe i just need to have the one with higher amount of hormones like the morena which is the most popular one so i asked my doctor and she recommended that one as well so i ended up getting that one this time to insert the iud my ob recommended that i go to a specialist that has done this like thousands of times and she thinks that maybe she didn't insert it well or something i don't know but I went to a specialist to insert the IUD, she inserted it and then she also sent me to do an ultrasound to make sure that it's in the right position because the first time they didn't do that, they don't normally do that I guess here in Canada. I know in other countries they do but apparently here they don't but since I did get pregnant the first time, she recommended that I go to do an ultrasound to make sure that it's in the correct position. I go to do the ultrasound. The doctor calls me with the results and she says, the IUD is not in the correct position. Can you guys believe that? So I guess that's why I got pregnant with it. So then she takes it out. She thinks maybe she put it in wrong and she puts in another one. I do the ultrasound again it's not in the correct position and the specialist says that my cervix is like tilted or something and that's why the iud doesn't go in the correct position i guess and i'm guessing that's why i got pregnant the first time but she did say that the position of the iud doesn't affect how effective it is and it's like the hormones are still working whether it's in the correct position or not but this is only my conclusion, is the first time the IUD had less hormones in it. So if it was not in the correct position and it had the lower amount of hormones, that's why I got pregnant with it. But But she she said with this one that it's still effective even if it's not in the correct position. So since I didn't have any pain or discomfort with it not being in the correct position, I decided to keep it. Since it's just as effective, I was like, I don't know what other birth control method i would use so i might as well just keep it since it feels fine and it's working so i decided to keep it and then let's do a whole episode on birth control i feel like so i can finish this story and just give you guys all my experience But that is it for this episode, I guess. I hope you guys enjoyed it. My camera's about to die and I have to go because Adam is homesick right now and he's napping right now while my father-in-law is working, so... He's probably going to wake up soon. So I need to be there to, you know, take care of him. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to give it a like and subscribe on YouTube. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps me out. And I will see you guys next Monday at the Cool Moms Club. Bye.